The thoughts, opinions, and general overall shade thrown on Hyatt 9 News are those of the individual speakers and not those of Hyatt 9 News, its audience, or its advertisers. The statements made do not constitute medical, legal, or financial advice. And for advice tailored to your specific situation, please consult with a licensed professional. Welcome to the Hyatt 9 News Hour, where you will hear from cannabis industry experts and professionals from around the country talk about important topics while shining light on global issues and discussing cannabis as it relates to politics, regulation and reform, data and technology, science, research and medicine, family and parenting, art, celebrities and entertainment, fitness, sports, mental health and wellness and plant-based medicines and entheogenics. Together, we are building a stronger community, fighting the stigma and creating change. With your hosts, Jason Beck and Rico Lamite, joined by special industry expert correspondents from around the country and Daily Antics brought to you by Cannabis. Coming to you live every Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific time and high noon on the East Coast. And thank you all for getting high at nine with us. Oh, yes. Good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday. It's hump day and it's August 30th. Today is International Day of Victims of Enforced Disappearance Day. On top of National Beach Day. Sounds like you're going to go to the beach today, Gretchen. It's also International Whale Shark Day. I didn't know that whales and sharks were together like that, but whatever. And it's also National Grief Awareness Day. And this is my favorite. You ready for this one, Rico? It's Toasted Marshmallows Day. That's right. Make sure you just toast your marshmallows and don't burn them because they taste better that way. Yeah. But thank you for joining us and getting high at nine with us. That's also high noon on the East Coast. And please remember to like, share, and subscribe to us on all social media platforms. Use that fancy little QR code right there in the top-hand corner of your screen to see where you live on the Internet. We're live every Monday through Friday on YouTube. And uh, someday we'll be audio only on Twitter spaces, but today is not that day. Also... Coming up next, it is the dope dad himself. That's right, it's Rico Lamide. He's a professional backpedaler, a professional fandangler, and, of course, a professional diaper changer. <laughs> That's right, it's none other than the dope dad himself. It is Rico Lamide. What, what's a fandangler? What is that? You're going to have to Google that. A fandangler, okay. I'm a Fandango. Isn't that like the, the ticket service, you know, movies? But that's anyway, Fandango. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I is, is, is that what a Fandangler does? Does he do the Fandango? Is it like, you know how Jason likes know. to make shit up. I don't, like make, I don't make up anything. <laughs> that's, that's real cute, Gretchen. I never heard of that, but uh, I'll go with it. The Fandangler <laughs> himself. All right, so um, this May... High Nine's very own Gretchen Gailey covered a story in The Guardian about uh, an anarchist commune in Denmark called Christiana uh, with a population of about a thousand people. Uh, since 1973, Christiana has been a place for people to live peacefully outside of mainstream levels of uh, and laws of society. But a recent rise in local gang violence in the district's infamous Pusher Street Market, um, an area well known for its open cannabis trade, has posed a threat to the local residents' affinity for lawlessness. Um, while not much pro uh, progress has been made since we covered that story a few months back uh, toward a remedy, it does look like a deadly shooting this weekend might have been the catalyst needed to push these hippies into doing the unthinkable. 
creating actual laws. <laughs> so um, a joint statement was uh, made by residents. Uh, the, it was posted on Christiana's uh, website this Sunday, and it read, as long as there is a massive illegal cannabis trade, there will be a violent and deadly struggle for the market. A 30-year-old man was shot and killed, and four others reported wounded on Saturday uh, when two masked gunmen opened fire on Pusher Street. Um, 18-year-old was arrested and is being held in custody. Police are still looking for the other perpetrators, and while details are still pretty scant, uh, they say that the shooting was related to the illegal cannabis trade. Reuters reported that three weeks ago, Christiana residents uh, tried to block the entrance in an effort to stop the illegal activity on Pusher Street, but the blockade only lasted a couple hours. Go figure. <laughs> Those hippies couldn't stop the drug, the drug pushers on Pusher Street. So Saturday's shooting did lead to the mayor of Copenhagen, uh, Sophie Haystorp uh, Anderson, uh, making a public announcement that she wants to and she'll begin proceedings to uh, close Pusher Street uh, permanently. Um, and um, you know what? They need to be shut down. <laughs> like it's like a commune trying to uh, be recognized as something. It's not a real town. It's not a real uh, anything. It's just like I don't know, Jay. It's like Chaz, I guess. <laughs> like a couple of blocks uh, set up. Um, they have been, you know, operating as such outside of the law for uh, fifty years now. This is a fifty-year anniversary, but uh, you know. Uh, Things are changing, man. And you got violence. You got um, uh, you got gangsters coming through there doing gangster shit. Like, it's time to call in the cops. So, um, I don't know, man. Uh, that's just me. There's Rico Lamit, the dopest dad on the street. Love to hear, uh, especially from you, Gretchen, because you actually uh, covered the first part of this uh, a few months back. Um, did you see it coming or not? Dude, I don't remember the story whatsoever. Yeah, no, I, 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 I I'm the one that covered this one. That was cute. Yeah, Rico, I wouldn't yeah. cover this. Yeah, I mean, you okay. Know. So, Jason, do you think, with you your vast memory, what do you? recall well i mean that this that that the city of christiana is a is a city of lawlessness a city of uh you know, you know the city names. within the city yeah it's, it's, crazy. It's, yeah yeah it's it's, it's, it's like it's like basically it's like, it's like hamsterdam and um uh the, the way they set it up in uh in the, in the wire, wire. i call i call it more like the city of chad in washington <laughs> yeah you saw how quickly that, that exactly exactly i'm surprised this thing has gone on so long in all reality it's, it's gone on so long because they've been absent of uh western style capitalism when that comes to play you know what mm -hmm. crime comes to i do i do find it find it very interesting that all of these uh crazy crazy hippies that that all of a sudden now they're calling for some laws in place when they all wanted no laws and just the freedom of freedom but and I, I think I think I think the problem is with them is is not their movement is not uh, their sentiment or anything like that. It's the fact that they try to establish that within something that's not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, like you're, you're, yeah, you're a section like you're not a sovereign nation. Yeah, you're not recognized by any law that um that they were just turning the blind eye. So Copenhagen was just turning the blind eye to them for fifty years and letting them do what the fuck they wanted to do, and and then all of a sudden. You know, like fools come in there capping. I think I think Copenhagen messed up by allowing these uh, crazy wackadoodles to do whatever they want to do, personally. But I mean, what wh what do you think about this, Luke? I mean, would you want to live in a city where there's absolutely no laws? There's absolutely no laws, and there's no punishment for anything, and everyone can just do whatever they want to do. No, um, 
I think like we rules. can go, go all the way back into like the history, right? And get like John Locke and Voltaire mm-hmm. and show that like even when there's a group of human beings, like there has to have some type of uh, law or, or organization or hierarchy just to make it to where the people can function together. Mm-hmm. I think what they're seeing is the chickens coming home to root. Like you want like anarchy and no rules and all those stuff but then that comes with no infrastructure like law enforcement and government and people to pay and do your laundry and, or mm-hmm. uh, do your garbage and your sewage and you know like there's things that we need as a society and when you say you know f you to the government you know what i'm saying or any type of government and you want to have anarchy run, run supreme um listen there's a lot of things that come along with that that uh you know i don't think everybody signed up for so now they're starting to see some of the fallout Mm -hmm. of that of the wild west listen when it was the wild west it was the wild west like guns and violence and the strong ruled and that's not for everybody exactly it's definitely not for the weak and i want to make sure people know that there's different levels to anarchism oh you're saying that there's um, levels to this rico levels to this shit shit. (laughs) there, there is levels to this shit and just so you know one of those levels is libertarianism Jason Beck. Stop it. So uh, all these Republicans that claim to be all about law and order and Stop everything. Um, libertarianism is one of the rungs of those ladders. I'm I not actually that myself shit. I adhere uh, closely to uh, um, uh, anarcho-capitalism. You um, are an anarchist in, though. Um, yeah, what's that? Well, you are an anarchist though. Like that's your that's your whole thing. And you are too as a libertarian. I'm just a freedom loving patriot, bro. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Problem is there's different nature. levels to it, and there actually is there actually is structure. It's not complete lawlessness. What people, uh, despite what people think, and despite what people uh, um, put out there, um, there is a extreme side of that where there's no rule of law like at, uh, uh, whatsoever, and it seems like that is the extreme side uh, uh, on the left that these people. Uh, we're we're trying to uh, get down with, and they have been doing it successfully for fifty years. So, like, props to them on that. But um, I do believe in um, a certain level of law uh, that should be coming from from the community. I do believe in structure and all that stuff. I just don't believe that um, the globalist view uh, um, of, oh. of like this is right, and this is wrong. There. Doesn't it? It doesn't. It doesn't belong to everybody. And um, I think um, the systems that uh, oppress us all should be burned down, and we should all be able to ball out as we see what uh, mm-hmm. as we see fit problem though is human nature when you look statistically at a human and a group of humans you're going to have a certain number of them that just will not go along with any program that you you put up and the best way to do this is to have you know the people try to figure the rules out themselves and be able to come back and adjust them themselves but you get a million people um, and you're going to have so many wackadoodles in there that you're going to have to have somebody show up with a gun and Luke, Luke knows, man, I've been in the joint with people that are fucking wackadoodles. They will hurt you. They'll kill yep. you. They don't care about They don't rules. care about any of that. And that's mm-hmm. why you need to have rules that are enforced because your mommy can't make the world safe for you from these evil son of a bitches. Exactly. The, the, la- the, last, the last murder that I saw in prison was over $50. So that, that, that's when lawlessness runs. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Let me just be serious for a second there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, and, but let me go to bat real quick 
uh, or push back a little bit on the libertarian comment, Rico. Yeah. I, I don't think libertarian <laughs> is anarchy. Um, no, exactly. I think libertarian is like, no, of course it's not. It's, it's a form of no, it's anarchy. not. Yes, Stop it, it, bro. That's that's those, yeah, that's those liberal a, left talking points. I think no, it's, it, that's it, a little it's right wing form. No, of that's, anarchy. that's those liberal anarchy left talking and, points, bro. It's all right, though. Yeah, right. Freedom Real. cannot exist yeah. for everybody. Yeah. Freedom ain't just free. Can't have freedom Not like complete, true freedom where everyone just gets to do whatever they want. That gets a little too like, yeah, crazy. Well, that's when the golden yeah, rule comes into on. play, though, Mandy. <laughs> that's when the golden rule comes into on. play. Oh, you don't care, Gretchen? No, let's go. Time's a ticking. You don't. You don't care about freedom, huh? <laughs> It, Gretchen is here to put that law in order, Jason. <laughs> yeah, Gretchen, Gretchen doesn't Somebody's care about freedom today. In let's go. Keep all going. right, all right. Let's keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go, let's go to our quick commercial. We're going to be right back. Jason hates ending on time. How's it going, guys? Saman Razani coming to you from Green Street here with Jason Beck smoking on the best weed in the world. Did you know that we have an audio-only version of our podcast available on Apple, Google, Amazon? iHeartRadio and Spotify. Tune in now and check it out. He is known globally for smoking the best weed in the world, and he is the longest continuously operating retailer in the game. Uh, but you know what? It's hump day, and Jason today is all about fandangling. <laughs> words that he yes. makes up, uh, he's going to tell you there's a real definition to him, and uh, words that already have a definition, uh, they don't matter to him. Come to the stage, it is Jason Beck. Well, as you know, Rico, reality is all based on perception. That's right, and those are real words because I really said them. What you think about that? But I'll tell you what else I'm going to tell you about is this interesting little acquisition that just happened in cannabis because Planet 13 acquires Vitacan for $49 million in Florida marijuana expansion deal. Las Vegas headquartered Planet 13 Holdings on Monday announced $48.9 million deal to acquire Florida-based Vitacan's vertically integrated marijuana operation, which includes 26 medical cannabis dispensaries. The stock, cash, and debt deal, which was unanimously approved approved by the boards of both companies is expected to close before March, according to a news release. The deal also includes a fully operational greenhouse cultivation facility, processing and analytical lab, as well as three product lines, uh, Tulun Alom, Stanley Brothers, and Vitacan's house brand. Acquiring Vitacan would significantly accelerate the time to market and, more importantly, scale the Florida Scale in Florida. Planet 13 CEO Larry Schiffer said in a statement, Vitacan is one of the 10 largest Florida cannabis operators by retail network size, and we believe it has developed a reputation for high product quality and customer service. Besides, in Nevada, besides its Nevada footprint, Planet 13 has operations in California and an upcoming retail outlet in Illinois, according to a news release. The sale appears to be a bargain or perhaps a sign of the times based on earlier valuations of Vitacan. And in March 2019, vertically integrated cannabis company Cresco Labs announced an agreement to acquire Vitacan in a $120 million cash and stock deal. Citing cash concerns, Chris... 
Chicago-based Cresco backed out of the deal eight months later, and when the Planet 13 transaction closes from Vitacan, equity holders will have a 26% pro forma ownership in Planet 13 on a fully diluted basis, according to the proposed agreement. News of the Vitacan deal boosted the price of Planet 13 shares by 5.3% on the U on the U.S. over-the-counter market with a cap of nearly $119 million. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm a little bit confused about this. I think Planet 13 grossly overpaid for this asset, but I have a few more questions, but I'll see what you guys have to say. And this is Jason Beck for the High at Nine News Hour. What do y'all think about this? That's one way to get into the Florida market, I suppose. Well, this is the yeah. thing is, didn't Planet 13 a while ago, didn't they just buy a standalone license for $50 million, um, like uh, sometime last year or the year before last? I remember them being the last, the last, the last group to come in and buy a license in Florida, and they spent fifty million for a standalone license with no actual infrastructure in place. But, but Jason, I like what you, the state of Florida is doing with their medical cannabis, right? Jason, you know Larry over at uh, um, Planet Thirteen. Big shout out to Larry over mm-hmm. there. Um, he said he said the he said the loud part. He said the quiet part out loud a few months ago. And he said that there's a bunch of people. He said, we are flush with cash. Mm-hmm. We have a ton of cash on our books. He did say and that. a bunch of these other companies, they cannot operate. They're on life support. And you know what? We're going shopping. I'm surprised so- Vitacan lasted this long because they've been on life support for a while. Yeah. And I would expect uh, Planet 13 to be uh, making more uh, moves like this because they said that they continue to keep on making money. They made right moves uh, early on as far as uh, building their business, building their brand. Um, and um, uh, where you said that you think they, they grossly overpaid for grossly it. Grossly overpaid um, for it. Strategic, yeah, I just see them as uh, strategically positioning themselves and they have the cash. You know, if you, if you got it, flaunt it, man. That's what they're doing. They're flexing on I mean, they got, they, they were able to jump on one of the most lucrative markets like that was the most sought after even from back when we were mm-hmm. opening stores like everybody knew if you got the vegas the city of vegas yep. unlocked you were going to have you were going to be flush with cash for a um, generation mm-hmm. um so big up to them that's dope i love i like that that what they're doing the florida market is like super saturated but it seems to be sustainable i mean like i know a guy over there who has 48 stores and they're all doing well so I mean, big up to Florida. I guess they figured it out on the medical side of it. Hopefully, they don't ruin it with rec, but I guess we will soon to see. We'll see if they even have rec. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll <laughs> see will. if they even get to I vote will. for it. They're going to get to it. They're going to get there. That Florida, the residents there are going to get there, but I just hope that it doesn't get screwed up with in, in all the bureaucracy. Mm-hmm. I can see I could, I could definitely see Meatball Ron going out there just like taking his ball and going home uh, getting kicked out of the presidential race and just going back there and pulling a Christy Gnome and say I don't care what you guys want you're not going to have <laughs> you're not going to have it. I can see that happening. Mm-hmm. He's an angry small man. I do find it interesting too that they uh that they that they said that 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 the acquisition comes along with these other brands because those brands are just licensing deals. Um, and so those brands could elect to leave them if they wanted to, but at the same time with planet 13 being in there, I don't see a real reason for them to, to, uh, to leave that. Why would you? And you said, Jay, you said it was 26 stores. Uh, I think I said 28. Let me, let me look on that real quick. 28 stores. 28 stores. So, no, 20, no, 26. You're right. 26 medical t- cannabis dispensaries. license allows you to have 25. 
No, a Florida license allows you to have unlimited retail. Yeah. Unlimited retail in Florida. Florida license allows for 25 dispensaries. That's not true. If you don't believe me, that's not true. That's not true at all. Uh, That's fake news. Do we have a bet? That is not. With with a Florida license, you can have unlimited dispensaries throughout the state of Florida. With as long as you have local sign off to be able to have a dispensary in their local municipality, you can have unlimited. That's why you Kim Rivers has like 150 in Florida out. right now. Okay, well, let's. I would wonder how many licenses she actually holds. And we put up a poll. Uh, they hold one license. They have one license in Florida. Super one license. Oh, is Jason right? Jason back. Jason right. Yes, Jason's right. <laughs> Jason no is not right, but we'll pretend that he is. Let's put it up there. Voting, you're voting for Jason Beck or you're voting for Gretchen Gailey. Let's mm -hmm. go put it up. Jason's right. I love how he comes and Gretchen is wrong. Right, that's some fucking bullshit with the fucking kids cheering. Uh, the point is, Jason Beck, you, you Gretchen hate the, hate are the kids. biggest moron in the face of the planet to think that Florida is not a lucrative market to get your foothold in. Who, who's, who, I never said that. Heat. Mr. They overpaid. You I do think that they overpaid. Be worth once they go for I do think that they overpaid. You don't even You're seem to understand how You're much how much infrastructure improvements are going to have to be You're done in this license. Okay, I can't wait. I can't wait. But I've actually toured toured the facility. I would pick Planet 13. What 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 are you saying? What are you saying, Gretchen? What are you saying? I'm saying when it comes to business prowess. I would go with Planet 13 over you every day and twice on Sunday. I mean, I would go with Planet 13, too. That doesn't even make any sense with what you're, what you're stating. So My point is you're a moron. Next. Yeah, no, sorry. We're keeping it rolling. Um, okay. But nonetheless, you, the, the, the thing about with, with, with Vitacan is, is that there's going to be a lot of money that they're going to have to put into to the infrastructure in order to actually produce quality flowers out of there because their yields were super, super low. And quality was just not 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 amazing and it's all greenhouse this, and they have no indoor just so you know no indoor it's all greenhouse this is the thing for me is that's why i asked about the number of stores if they were able to acquire 26 in this deal on top of everything to also get 26 stores that were in operation basically turnkey for 49 million you it look you're looking at you paid under 2 million for Every store in a lucrative market. That's not. Yeah, but most of those store, most of them stores aren't aren't doing aren't doing that kind uh, are doing that kind of revenue. And if you knew how much they wanted for for to leasing the land, now I will say if if the land that that Vitacan's licenses is on was part of the deal, I would say that that would be a pretty good deal. But I'm willing to bet that that land is sold separately in regards with this deal. Yeah, yeah that the the property isn't mm -hmm. owned; they're probably leased. Yep, they, they, they have. They, I'm Ben. They have a probably you know, crazy lease, and uh, who knows? We'll, we'll we'll see. We're gonna follow along and see what Planet Thirteen does with this. And I still want to know what they're gonna do with the other license, or if they had to turn that other one in that they spent fifty million on that had no infrastructure. Well, you know, yeah. you, Puff, Puff Daddy I got his how, money back. I love how in touch you are with the fact, Jason Bax, with that other license they opened up. 25 other dispensaries what are you talking about Do you know i didn't know i didn't know that that's why that's why i asked that's why i, just, I was just inquiring i said i said i, I don't know what they did you come without the facts i said i, I don't know i said i didn't know i'm glad i'm glad that you went and looked online and found out thank you gretchen google we're, we're really we're really impressed with your googling skills
I, I, I'm a, we should be impressed. <laughs> this is what this industry lacks. This Basic is. Basic research skills. Mm -hmm. That's why, that's why we, we love to talk. That's wow. why we have we don't you. look at research. That's why we have you for all that great research. And coming up next, she's a feisty redheaded conservative that loves to tell pot loving libs all about themselves. And apparently she's really good at Googling. That's right. She's the founder of Panoptic Strategies. It is none other than the Gretchen Gailey. Well, speaking of Jason's favorite jagoffs, uh, my headline today, Defense Department would be blocked from testing military recruits for marijuana under GOP Congressman's Amendment. He is the king of wasting our time. I'll tell you right now, I don't even need to read the fucking story. It's going to go nowhere. Waste of time. Matt Gates, moron. Talk amongst yourselves. Best member in Congress, period. Idiot. A GOP congressman is seeking to prohibit the Department of Defense from using its fund to test people for marijuana when they are listing in the military or being commissioned as an officer of one of the armed services. Representative Matt Gates filed an amendment to enact the reform through appropriations legislation covering DOD, one of the latest examples of how lawmakers are aiming to use spending bills to advance cannabis policy changes this session. None of the funds made available by this act may be used to require an individual to submit to a test for cannabis as a condition of enlistment of such individual as a member or the commission of such individual as an officer of an armed force, the text of the measure says. A separate amendment to the DOD appropriations bill that's being sponsored by Reps Robert Garcia and Daniel Goodman would prevent the use of funding to test mo most federal job applicants at DOD for marijuana. Now it will be up to the House Rules Committee to decide whether or not to make the measures in order for floor consideration. The GOP control panel has blocked numerous other bipartisan drug policy reform amendments to other appropriations legislation this session, though it has allowed certain key marijuana and psychedelic proposals to advance. Garcia has worked multiple angles to try and get his cannabis drug testing proposal through, filing similar versions of the amendment to spending bills for military construction, veterans affairs, and related agencies, and agriculture, rural development, FDA, and related agencies. The Milcon VA amendment was not allowed to advance to the floor through bipartisan lawmakers have cheered the House's passage of the underlying legislation that included separate marijuana and psychedelic measures. Garcia's amendment to the agriculture bill hasn't been considered by the Rules Committee yet, while the three versions of Garcia's amendment share the same overall goal to reform federal agencies' drug testing policies for cannabis, there are certain differences in the text. For example, they use different names for federal drug laws and also deviate when it comes to the list of states that would be covered under the reform, with one excluding Ohio and Pennsylvania for reasons that aren't clear. The Rules Committee hasn't yet scheduled meetings to consider the DOD and agriculture appropriation bills in questions, but it will likely meet sometime shortly after lawmakers return from the August recess on September 12th. Meanwhile, one of the House-passed Milcon VA spending legislation amendments, which Gates also co-sponsored, would bar VA from enforcing a policy that prevents its doctors from issuing medi medical cannabis recommendations to veterans living in legal states. The Senate Appropriations Committee adopted a similar measure to its version of the spending bill, increasing the changes of the reform, making it into the final package to be signed into law. A report attached to the spending legislation by the House Appropriations Committee also includes a section noting that the VA has clarified that nothing in VA statutes or regulations specifically prohibits a veteran whose income is derived from state-legalized cannabis activities from obtaining a certificate of eligibility for VA home loan benefits. Over in the Senate, lawmakers passed defense legislation last month that contains provisions to bar intelligence agencies like the CIA and NSA from denying security clearances to applicants solely due to their past marijuana use. 
But other cannabis proposals, such as one from Senator Brian Schatz to allow medical marijuana use by veterans, did not advance as part of the NDAA uh, Act. More than a dozen marijuana and psychedelic amendments to the House version of the NDAA were blocked by the Rules Committee last month. That includes a measure introduced by Garcia that would have prevented security clearance denials for federal workers over prior cannabis use. House and Senate appropriators have also approved large-scale annual spending bills that once again included language to protect state medical cannabis programs, as well as a controversial rider to block Washington, D.C. from implementing a system of regulated marijuana sales. In short, Congress is not going to do dick with this bill. Stop wasting our fucking time, Matt Gates. And if you want to put something forward that actually matters, how about legalization? Knock yourself out. This is Gretchen for Hyatt 9 News. Little firecracker today, Gretchen. Yeah. This is me off. Waste of a fucking time. No, it's not a waste of time. This is a th- I love this. I love this dollars. bill. It is not a waste of taxpayer dollars. It is. No, it's not. Not a waste chance. Not a chance. We we all know it's gonna die, but it's amazing death. that he keeps this banter up and Why? keeps on what? drumming this drum because this is something that needs to happen for the American people. Morons. Morons. No. He no. does nothing for this industry. Not a chance. He, he's nothing. done. He's done more for this industry than most people that claim they have Frankly, done in this industry. Don't get it twisted. This industry needs. Not a chance. No wonder we can't fucking get anything done. That's people a, don't want to be associated with Matt Gates. Tripping. I love being associated with Matt Gates. That's the man. Of course. AOC. AOC. Mm-hmm. AOC. Yeah, friends. they're besties. AOC is good friends with uh, Matt Gates. Exactly. Right? They're besties. I don't know what you're talking about. That's right. Just exactly. Saying. Yeah. Just, just saying. Mm-hmm. AOC this is sound- not besties. Gretchen, yeah, they are. Yes. That's like, a fact. Gretchen, this sounds like pissing up a rope. He loves yeah. to piss up ropes. Trying he to make a and ropes. And you know, I, I was in the military. There ain't no way that conservative organization is going to roll over and not fight this. We can't get the VA to do shit. I mean, I, I have to walk out of that place. They irritate me so much. You can't talk to him about psychedelics. You can't talk to him about, about using weed for the PTSD they gave all of us. Fuck them. This is going nowhere, Jason. I'm sorry. I said that. I said I know it's going nowhere, Dale. I already know this, but I'm glad that Matt keeps on introducing this and keeps on bringing up this topic because it's something that needs to happen. Why doesn't he start introducing legislation that could actually maybe make this happen? The armed forces are not going to get on board with cannabis when no one else in the federal government is. It's not happening. You need to push for legalization. That is how it's going to happen. If you want soldiers to be able to consume cannabis legally or get enlisted, yada, yada, legally, we all know that they use. But if you want them not to be thrown out, you have to pass legalization. That's it. I don't I, know what I agree that you have to understand. pass. I, I agree that you have to pass the descheduling bill too, Gretchen. But what I'm saying is this: is this is a great policy. This is a fantastic that? policy. Why this is something the that the cannabis industry should be praising. That bill. This is huh? this is something the cannabis industry should be praising because it takes pair, courage to actually a hundred percent. It takes it takes courage to introduce these types of bills, especially when you know they're not going to go anywhere. But it keeps the mind. conversation going, Gretchen. Courage. You. This is what I think of Matt Gates's courage. Oh, I, I, I well, see how you did that. You I just, just made <laughs> Nick and Chemo real happy yeah. right there. I want to bring a term <laughs> into this, oh you guys. It's called pusillanimous. Lacks courage. It's the root word for pussy. And just for the record, just for the record, everybody, um, that was not dice that was in Gretchen's hand when she did just did that no, motion. This was a, 
Well, I should make it a lot smaller for Matt Gates. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, such a hater, such a hater. Matt, Matt, Matt Gates. Gates. Yeah, Matt, Matt, Matt Gates. Matt Gates is one of cannabis industry's strongest allies on Capitol Hill, and my personally favorite why does member he of Congress. Put forward something that he does. Matters. He does. He does. Gretchen. When he when? does all the time. When? All the time. When? When? I have mixed feelings. I've I've mixed feelings on Matt Gates, but I am. Uh, happy about the uh, the hearings that he was leading uh, on the UFO mm-hmm. research, man. Yeah, Ma- the that's the man. Stop being He's such a hater, Gretchen. Stop being such a hater. That's the man. Just to, just admit it, and, and your life will be better one day. Time. That's what I gotta say to these jagoffs. We'll say this. Jason, I will stop say wasting my time. Gretchen, I will say this: the the Far Rodenbacher bill failed like for shit probably like five years in a row before anything ever happened on it and mm-hmm. it slowly gained votes so i'm not mad at them for doing this i agree with you though it, it, this doesn't go anywhere um the military should be based on merit like they are right now and that should go all the way into if they use cannabis like if you can use cannabis and still execute your job i'm totally cool with you doing that if you cannot use cannabis and execute your job then you can't do your job period mm-hmm. this should be merit-based it's very simple uh other than that, like, hey, look, uh, we 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 have to get things passed, like safe banking, like legalization, and these other things. Um, in, even if it's incremental, um, these are things everybody agrees on. I don't think this is something that is. Uh, I think this bill's a little early. I think it's a little before its time because you know people we haven't got over we haven't got to this point yet and i think legalization those other things will come first and then we'll see to where we can get this dropped from the military testing there's bigger hurdles that have to be mastered before we can ever pass something like this I don't know. I don't if know. If you want to see Matt Gates have some courage, why don't you tell him to go and sponsor a social equity bill? That would take some fucking courage. Socialist equity bill? Uh-huh. Why would you sponsor a socialist equity bill? Because he doesn't because, believe in socialism, so why would he do that? Because some stuff needs to happen before we care about this bullshit that he does. I'm not, I'm not buying that, and I totally disagree I mean, with that if, statement. If he, if, he, if he believes in the military, military is a socialist uh, arm of our, um, of our government. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. You know what? We're going to go to a commercial. You guys are just being on, ridiculous on, today. Yeah. Stop it. You're just, quiet. You're just, you're just, you're, you're living in fairy tale land today. Both the control tower from Highly Educated has perfected the dab. Utilizing the concept of thin film evaporation, you can waste none of it and taste all of it. The micro texture of the SE pillar increases nucleation at elevated temperatures. And with the tower propelling at 2600 rpms it's certainly the most efficient dab experience to date the control tower from highly educated oh yeah stop whatever you're doing make sure you hit that like button if you're watching us at home we appreciate it very very much and it's free it's nothing else you got to do you don't got a super chat or nothing just hit the like button and on top of that too make sure you subscribe to the channel and of course make sure you head over to our website www.hyatt9news.com and check it out we got tons of merch over there to all the articles that you read over here on the daily are on the website as well as make sure you sign up for our newsletter you will get a confirmation email in your inbox and once you hit that you will be officially subscribed Keeping up to date on the evolving policies of relevant state, local, and federal governments is key to success. When the future of your business is at stake, 
you need representation as dedicated as you are. With a maze of laws and regulations surrounding cannabis, hemp, and psychedelics, knowing where to begin can be a challenge. Good thing the law offices of Omar Figueroa features a skilled, highly focused team ready to guide you through it all. They're accepting new clients in California and New York. So make sure you check them out at info at omarfigueroa.com. He just wrapped up 35 years practicing law, 23 years of that in California cannabis, and now everybody's favorite foul-mouthed uncle is here to teach us more than just the root word of pussy. Usillanimous. <laughs> Dale Schaefer, what you got for us? Uh, good morning, everybody, and for you, Gretchen, good afternoon. This comes out of Law 360. Headline is Pot Entrepreneur Settles Claim, Ex-Partner Hid. $6.4 million award. This is a, a story of how business partners screw each other and then end up in court. And we have a, a couple of guys here, David Barch and Mackie Bark. Now I'm looking at this going, Barch and Bark, what the fuck? Where'd these guys meet each other? Probably a bar drinking too much. But they formed a company uh, that was after a, a license in Maryland called Doctors Orders Maryland. Uh, and they were supposedly 50-50 partners, uh, and I, I don't know if it's a partnership or a corporation because the story mentions shares, and people that write this get things confused a bit, but they formed a, a business entity. They owned it 50-50. They had an agreement that any equity this business acquired in any future businesses, they were going to own 50-50. Back in 2018, Mr. Barch sued Mr. Bark, for breach of contract. And as a result of that suit, uh, Mr. Barch was awarded $6.4 million. As the court agreed, he did get screwed by this guy. Well, it turns out that somewhere contemporaneous with this settlement, this guy, Mackie Bark, his wife, Kimberly Bark, and his brother, Justin Bark, the Bark trio, they were siphoning assets out of this business. They put them into trusts family investment and resource trust. And these three were the trustees. They gave what was purported to be false information about the value of the business. And they also acquired assets in another business, but didn't share with them. So in 2020, he decided, screw you guys, man, or 22, I'm sorry, 2022, screw you guys. I'm gonna sue you for what you did. And he went back into court and he outlined what these guys, these people had done. There's one lady in here. I don't want to be misogynist here. But outlined that I had a $6.4 million award and they started bleeding assets off of this, hiding it in trust. They didn't give me what I owed, was owed in this new business. Okay. And they just had a settlement, a stipulation to dismiss these claims without prejudice, which means if you don't do what we agreed to do, I come back and kick the shit out of you. But they stipulated to settle this thing. They didn't give the details. But uh, if I read between the lines, these three got caught doing some scandalous shit. And I can just tell you, almost every business dispute I've ever handled, one side or both sides was just scandalous in the way they handled the dissolution of these businesses or breaches of contracts. You've got to be very careful and watch the people you get into business with because the problems I see have to do with the pathology of the control group. 
And if the people running these businesses can't get along with each other because everyone wants to be the alpha, and if you don't give them what they want, they act stupid, and then they steal from you, shit starts bleeding out, money disappears. This is sort of the root of what I see people who don't know how to run a business, don't know how to pick their partners, continuously get themselves in these kind of problems. So I'm gonna throw this back at you. To, we can talk about the, the scandalous shit we've all been involved in with business partners. But this is just an example of how bad this can go. And the cannabis industry, these can be large dollar amounts they're chasing. That's uh, me for high at nine. Back at you, what do y'all got to say? Well, is it customary at all in business relationships to do, I don't know, a prenup of sorts? <laughs> the business prenups. Well, Why are the there not pre, more of those? The prenup, I, if you want to call them that, I, I draft them as membership agreements, shareholder agreements. We put together bylaws that outline the rules of engagement and what happens if certain, certain events occur. Um, and yeah, you can call them a prenup. I don't, I'd stop doing family law because I just found the same thing. People who used to have sex and don't anymore are just fucking scandalous. People who are in business and then aren't in business anymore are the same fucking scandalous. They're just, yeah, but. Fighting over money makes people act more savage than anything ever. I mean, in, yeah. in all of history, that's all what majority well, of wars and battles are about, right? Just money. Well, but it's, yeah. it's human nature. It's human nature. And it, I don't want to say that it's all men, um, but the, the amount of women that are involved in this kind of scandalous behavior is much less than guys. Guys are much more disagreeable. Um, they, they're not empathetic. They're not open-minded as much as women are. And you find these guys just stabbing each other in the back. And I, I've only been successful, I think, once in getting a control group to a business psychologist trying to help them get some therapy and be able to work this shit out. Otherwise, you end up in court paying assholes like me a lot of money to try and unwind the shit you should have never done in the first damn place. Mickey Small said it best, money and blood don't mix. They do not. Oh, no mm -hmm. Find yourself in serious <laughs> you know what? You know, it's, 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 it's crazy you said that, Luke, because uh, so many people in this age of cannabis do not listen to the Ten Crack Commandments. It's sad. They need to. It's sad, man. Basic rules to live by. Basic rules of hustling. Mm -hmm. I yes. mean, just ba basic rules to live by just in general. I mean, yes. you know what I mean? That's just, that's just the way to go. I don't, I yes, don't know. Yes, it is, man. Well, but, but how do you figure out somebody's character before they show you the bad side of it? That's part of the problem. Well, no, it's it's more Dale that you just know that before you go into business of like you know who is who you go into business with and who you don't, and and we're just saying don't go into business with people that you are family or friends or lovers or all that type of stuff with. If you're not going into it clear eyed, that you know, hey, look, these situations can cross over into your personal relationships because mm -hmm. now you're mixing the two. Well, and yep. I tell people to be very skeptical, and I, I help draft these membership agreements, these shareholder agreements and bylaws that let you be skeptical of that person, work with them. But if shit goes south, then you have some protection in there, and you got to watch. I mean, you've got to watch these people, your partners, watch the money, watch the transfer of assets, the, you know, it's just, if you're not paying attention and then you claim, oh, I got screwed here. Well, when did you figure out you were getting screwed and why weren't you watching closer? Very true. Um, 
Man, tough, tough, tough reality for a lot of people to have to have to have to realize. And lot and lots of lots of chickens are coming to roost. Mm, I'm telling you, you pick up businesses that are circling the drain, Mm -hmm. and then you have Mm -hmm. to deal with not even have enough having enough assets to pay for it all, and you find out, oh, my business partner walked away with assets I didn't find out about. I mean, I deal with this stuff on the daily. It's it's just scandalous, and you know, I don't I don't mind taking people's money, but I'd advise them spend your money ahead of time with lawyers, packing your side with protections. And then watch these people. Have an accountant, have an attorney watch over your shoulder and make sure you don't get screwed. And then if you do, I, my motto is punch him right in the face. Punch him right in the face. <laughs> that goes real far in the courtroom, huh, Dale? Because there is no code anymore. Nobody listens to Tank Crack Commandments. You just might end up in court for that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we just want to announce that Dale has a mixtape dropping with E40 called Scandalous. Yeah. So you know what? Just, you know what I yes, think we yes. should start. You know what I think we should start. I, I, I think we should start a settlement dispute for a lot of these, a lot of these uh, entrepreneurs, and basically we will fly them out to Christiana, and then they can figure out their problems all right there, and then then they then they can come back and it's all settled and done with. What do you think about that? Send them. Send them. Trial by combat. Yeah. yeah, they're doing boot camp and jazz. Yeah, we're gonna send them. We're gonna send them to Christiana. Exactly, we're gonna send them to Christiana. Let them duke it out. Let them fight it out. Shoot it out. Whatever they want to do, because there's no they, laws they, they there. Basic training in Taz. Send them out. De- deploy them to Christiana, mm-hmm. and and on the trip out there, they're listening to the uh, the Pusiana. <laughs> the Pusiana. Oh boy, Pusiana scandalous. <laughs> yeah, I want the code of Hammurabi to apply there. Let's mm-hmm. Use that one. The eye for the eye, and the tooth for the tooth. Let's listen, does. Does Christiana still do the trial by combat? Because if they do do that, that's that's kind of dope. Well, that, that the whole thing is this, it's a lawless society, Luke. So you can do whatever you want out there. Yeah, hell yeah. So that's what's yeah, up. Not yeah. more. But we're gonna we're, we're, we're gonna yeah we're gonna we're gonna keep we're gonna keep this. They haven't changed anything yet. They're just talking about it, Rico. But coming up next, she's a mother. She's a cannabis executive and an edibles judge for the Emerald Cup. Come to show you how all of those different lifestyles all come together for an amazing executive lifestyle. There's none other than the Mandy Tingler. Good morning, everybody. Today, my story comes to us from New York Times, and they are stating that cannabis use disorder has been found be common amongst marijuana users. It says more than one-fifth of people who use cannabis struggle with dependency or problematic use, according to a study published on Tuesday in the Journal of American Medical Association Network Open. The research found that 21% of the people in this study had some degree of cannabis use disorder, which clinicians characterize broadly problematic use of cannabis that leads to a variety of symptoms, such as recurrent social and occupational problems, indicating impairment and distress. The study, in the study, 6.5% of users suffered from moderate to severe disorder. Cannabis users who experienced more dependency tended to be recreational users, whereas less severe but still problematic use was associated roughly equally with medical and recreational use. The most common symptoms among both groups were increased tolerance, craving, and uncontrolled escalation of use. I'm going to come back to that. 
Because the cannabis use is rising nationwide as more states have legalized it. The new findings align with prior research, which has found that around 20% of cannabis users develop cannabis use disorder. Condition can be treated with detoxification and abstinence therapies and other treatments that work with addictive behaviors. New study drew its data from nearly 1,500 primary care patients in Washington state where recreational use legal and in an effort to explore the prevalence of cannabis use disorder among both medical and non-medical users. Research found that 42% of cannabis users identified themselves solely as medical users, 25% indicated as non-medical users, and 32% identified as both recreational and medical users. This result here underscore the importance of assessing patient cannabis use and the CUD symptoms in medical setting, the study, the study concluded. That finding is consistent with prior research that urged people to learn about the risks of developing cannabis use disorder, particularly among those who initiate early use and use frequently during adolescence. Guys, I love when these articles come out. You know, I'm always sharing them. I'm excited to hear what you have to say. Definitely want to go back to the, uh, the topic of the uncontrolled escalation of cannabis use. But um, give me some feedback here. This is Mandy coming at you from High at Nine. What do you say? This is just more propagandist propaganda right here. That's, yeah. Where well, do they get I these mean, numbers I'm, from? Exactly, Dale. That's the problem. They they look at fifteen hundred people, and you know, I the numbers that I was familiar with was ten percent of users go on to get close to a cannabis use disorder diagnosis. Now they're saying it's twenty, and that's what it used to be for coke and fucking heroin. So where are we going to go with this stuff? And they never remove from these calculations what prohibition does to people. You know, there's all these problems you get from weed. Well, okay, how many of them are based upon it being fucking illegal or you lose your job? Okay, you go to jail. If you look at only the medical implications of smoking weed, and these numbers are relatively small, like less than 10%. Even that, if you're if you're got a cannabis use disorder, you have nothing compared to the problem when you're a heroin addict. Mm -hmm. You're sucking dick for your meth that afternoon I mean, when you <laughs> tell them when Dale. You got those kind of problems man <laughs> you know someone who smokes a little weed you ain't the got afternoon. no problem whatsoever when you're flat backing for your next line of crank fuck. oh yeah that's right yeah that's, that's, specifically in the afternoon there if, if, yeah. if you're doing it in the morning you know it might be something else you'd be looking at that's how bipping oh, became totally such legit. a trend totally legit that's how that's how bipping became such a trend too started with tweakers always yeah. trying to steal stuff just turned into everybody else. So is uh, cannabis use disorder, is that, is that what we're just going to call like the, the stereotypical stoners from, the, uh, from now on? Peach and Chong. I don't know. Is that a PC version? I, I really hate these kind of propaganda pieces because it really freaks um, average people out that don't really un understand cannabis at all. Um, that, yeah. that, 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 that's the biggest problem I feel like with, with stuff like this is, is that all of a sudden they see, they see the headline and then all of a sudden they, they're just believing that. And because they've been conditioned to buy into the reefer madness their whole life, they don't know any different or better to even question it. And, and so every time we have a the problem I really have with these kinds of studies is the fact that there's so many people out there that need to use cannabis every day, all day. 
and to manage whatever, right? And that doesn't mean that they're, you know, having a use disorder. I mean, think about all the people that take prescription medication or shit, even just caffeine first thing in the morning. I mean, talk about being addicted to all sorts of substances. At the end of the day, cannabis is like the least of anybody's problem. Well, for the most part, I guess, with the attention mm-hmm. to how it's wrongdoing for some folks. But in the overall, no way. This is insane. Headline is very misleading, and they definitely don't understand how this plant works. I think it's a good, you you, you both make a really good point in the sense of like that cannabis, the the way people view addiction and cannabis and drugs, right, is all in one, right? So Mm -hmm. you're addicted to cannabis, you're addicted to crack, you're addicted to heroin, it's all Mm -hmm. the same thing. What they don't understand is like people that use cannabis all day, they do it because they want to, not because they have to. Like there's not there's not anything in you where you like start throwing up and get sick when you don't have your your joint right or your bong or your vape or dab or whatever you're doing right, but the people that smoke cannabis all day usually want to because it makes them feel better, it gives them a, a better angle at life, more productivity, whatever it is for them individually. So I think that's the misconception that people miss that don't use cannabis and who aren't familiar with the, the plant. You know, well, I've always found evaluator bias in these folks, and I've butted heads with these psychiatrists who, who treat you know, the cannabis use disorder, and they don't like to answer questions because they, they tended to get most of their referrals from the courts to see your kids going to prison or you put him into cannabis disorder treatments. Like, yeah, that's fucking bullshit. That's biased, okay? And I don't know where we're going to get any of these studies because today, I don't know how you really find unbiased people unless everyone is double-blinded and you have no idea what you're doing, and you really take a look at somebody having symptoms irrespective of what you think you've taken or what you think you've given them. You just don't have the studies right now, and this stuff is bullshit propaganda, Jason. You hit it. Yeah, 100% bullshit propaganda just freaks people out. I, d- I don't know if I would call this bullshit propaganda of course you i wouldn't. would say well let me fucking speak for once jason back maybe you'll hear it by all means opinion my my suggesting is this is an ill-informed media who wrote this i'm looking at what the new york times has versus what the actual report has um and for them to boil down this report into a couple of paragraphs is ridiculous um and they picked the one headline they probably read the abstract and didn't even bother going into the report but frankly, I would love to hear uh, the opinion of Dr. Felicia or Dr. Talleyrand on what they think of this scientific report. I think that they're choosing a lot of uh, using correlation a lot in this report and suggesting that just because people consume cannabis, that that is the problem to their issues. Um, and I think they might be making a leap here, but I would love to hear what an actual scientist thinks. Correlation and not causal. Yeah, cor- mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, correlation is not causation. Yeah, I, I wonder. I wonder too if 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 any of this is because of these new, what I would call, uh, trendier genetics that aren't as good as what like other weed that we used to consume is something because of these different uh, antiquated percentages. Well, I don't know about that, but if you're getting fired from your job, if you're getting arrested and things like that because you're using weed in a place where it's not accepted, those go into diagnosing a cannabis use disorder and they have and should not have anything to do with what the plant does to you. 
Hold on. So, uh, so, just, so, so you're saying so you're saying that that these numbers are 100 percent skewed because of, of, of the fact that they are actually equating things that happen in people's lives. So like if you got arrested for absolutely. cannabis or something, then, the, then, they're, then, they're, then they're counting that as well in this thing. And it's not actually people that are actually having a, a, a reaction where they're throwing up. If you read the report, the report says patients were categorized by the stated reason for using cannabis during the past 30 days. Medical use only, non-medical use only, or both reasons for all. So they said, why did you use cannabis for the past 30 days? And someone said, I broke up with my girlfriend. It drove me nuts, blah, blah, blah. Clearly, you're fucking nuts. This is psychosis. I, I think it's a bullshit study. <laughs> oh, and it's all from Washington State. It all see, it's a bullshit study. That's right. It's more propaganda. Right there. No, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's propaganda, but I'm saying I think they're they're flawed Listen. in their collection of what they were doing. Uh, yeah, which I, I automatically think, turns reading it, this we, we to, study and skimming it in five we, seconds, which turns like, it into propaganda. We, 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 we do we do have to go. We we do have to move on to our last story because we're uh, running short on time here. Um, everybody, bringing us home once again today is the author, activist, entrepreneur, OG trail blazer and warrior for justice spitter of truths and most importantly a dope girl dad give it up y'all for luke scarmazzo yes yes good morning luke scarmazzo reporting for the hyatt nine news um you know i'm i'm like the outlaw correspondent justice i guess in the in the like corporate world it'd be justice correspondent but on the hyatt nine news i'm the outlaw correspondent so what we got today, it comes to you from the Daily Journal, and it is police bus large marijuana growing operation in western Kanakee County. So this comes to you out of Illinois, Bombfield, and a traffic stop made by the Hershey police led to two Chicago men and the discovery of cannabis growing operation where the Kanakee area metropolitan enforcement group agents found about 700 cannabis plants in the rural Bombfield in the rural Bombfield area on Monday. Yi Chao Mai, 44, and Yao Zong Yu, 29, both of Chicago, were arrested by CAMEG for the preliminary charge of possession of cannabis of more than 200 plants. They are expected to, be, to appear before bond before court today, according to the Kanakee County State Attorney's Office. Hershey Police Chief Kurt Quick, <laughs> Chief Kurt Quick is his, is his name. Okay, sorry, I'll keep going. Said at 2.15, an officer conducted a traffic stop on a U-Haul at South 1000 West Road on Illinois Route 17 West. The violation was an improper lane usage. During the stop, the officer could smell a strong odor of cannabis coming from the U-Haul. Officers... Hersher police officers requested assistance from the KMEG canine, which had a positive alert on the U-Haul, Quick is what Quick said. 40 to 50 bags of marijuana plant material were found in the back of the U-Haul, Quick said. An investigation by KMEG agents led to them obtaining a search warrant at an address in the rural Bonfield area. During the search of the, during when the search warrant was executed, agents found about 700 plants throughout the entire house. Quick said it was a well-organized and elaborate growing operation. So, I mean, it sounds like they got pulled over. Uh, one of them either gave their address or the car was registered to a place that had a huge grow operation going on. Um, 
This is in Illinois. Illinois is a state that has recreational cannabis going on. These people got arrested for it. They are in jail right now or, or went to jail. I don't know if they bonded out, but uh, this just lets you know that the, the war on cannabis, the war on drugs still is raging today. This is in Illinois. This is not in Alabama. This is a state that has recreational cannabis laws, um, you know, and this just shows like if you are going to be doing illegal stuff, please be smart. Please don't have your house on your ID or the car you registered to or whatever that type of stuff is uh, registered to your name and then get in trouble. Um, I'd like to kick it to my correspondents to see what you have today. Luke Scarmazzo, Hyatt 9 News. Uh, go, go cop my boy Weldon Angelos' Reform brand just dropped two weeks ago. Uh, got some dope shit on there for you guys. Uh, holla at me. Never break more than one law at a time. That's what I taught my kids, and it applies here. Don't be fucking mm -hmm. stupid driving around drunk and acting idiot when you're growing six or 700 plants at your house. Someone's all become knocking. I'm what shocked. About four laws at once. What, what about four laws at once, and you have to fight all four? You got a yeah, big... Well, then you, you gotta, you gotta, you're going to be broke paying for mm -hmm. lawyers. Exactly. That's, That's expensive right there. That's an expensive, expensive time right there. Uh, wh wh where is this Kanakiki <laughs> County? It's outside of Chicago. It's like, uh, outside of Chicago. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, it's, about, it's about an hour south, I want to say. Kankiki. Kankiki. Sounds like it should be in Hawaii. Kankiki. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you know, you know, it's oh, crazy how many, how many towns are, are named, uh, named after uh, um, Native Americans, right, Jason? There's a lot. Or Bong City. Yeah. What was that? There's Bong a lot. Almost as if they were here first. Oh, God. Here we go. Here we go, Rico Morris. Just, you know. Oh, Thank man. you all for joining us for another episode of High at Nine. This was a great story, Luke. <laughs> you can catch us uh, live weekdays, 9 a.m. Pacific, high noon on the East Coast. Big shout out to our super fans showing love, getting their comments up live on the big screen, our live audience <laughs> and online supporters. Catching us across all media platforms, tuning in each day. To our vetted correspondent team, tuning in from all over, bringing us much-needed variety of perspective and your respected opinions to the table, too. Our production team, Cloud Media Partners, House of Fuego, all the sponsors keeping our lights on and our AV struggles to a minimum. And, of course, the lovely Zsa Simone always holding us down on the other platforms, making sure that we are nice. As always, Cannabis Sativa L, the reason that the High Nine is news team reads these stories every day. Thank you. It has been Wednesday, hump day, August 30th, 2023. The show is over. And I hope you all have been um, blessed with the top headlines of the day. And um, it was enough to put in your pipe and smoke it at least until tomorrow. Luke Scarmazzo. Excuse me, Luke Scarmazzo. I always say that wrong, my man. Uh, you got the outro today, man. What you got? It's funny because that's exactly how my brother says it too. So you're not you're not technically wrong. Um, like I said, yes, please go and uh, cop my boy, Reform Weldon Angelos just dropped his brand. Uh, it's it's dope. Got some fire. Uh, go out, pay it forward. Be nice to somebody. That person will be nice to somebody. We'll make the world a better place. Uh, you heard it here. Hi at Nine News. Go out and be a good person. <laughs>